What is up, dudes? Welcome back to APEG versus the Algorithm. This is episode 5, and in this one we're talking to Kyle Asperger. He is a fellow creative, originally from Chicago, and he specializes in photography. Um, I know he's getting into video editing and marketing and branding. Overall cool dude. We've known each other for a little while, um, so we were just catching up in this episode. We talk about everything from how much we hate bird scooters, his new company called 301 Original. I showed him some pictures and videos from Thailand. And then at some point we started talking about how the Midwest is changing and whether we think it's changing for the better or for the worst. Um, And then I gave him a little spiel about voting and how I think it's important. And then we talked about what it was like for him growing up in Chicago and coming to Columbus to start his life. I stuck it out, I think, like, 28 of, like, 30 days. <laughs> Damn. Like, I had, like, I had meters. Or, I had, like, it was different for each thing. Like, at first I stopped smoking weed. But that was in September. I was like, I'm just going to stop smoking weed for a little bit. Yeah. And then it ended up just going until a long time. And then I heard about Sober October, and I was like, shit, this is perfect. I'll just wait. Which one, of like, booze to weed to... Coffee, like, which one was the most difficult for you to give up? Coffee. Really? A thousand percent of coffee. <laughs> Did you find, like, other yeah, ways to come right back on the wagon? Perk you up? Like, huh? Like, Did it, I find something to perk me up? I mean, like, do you drink coffee, like, cause, like for the caffeine, or do you just drink it? Yeah, no, like, for it? the caffeine. For, like, okay, the, so then, I mean, did you find, like, another supplement um, to take its place? Uh, towards the end, I started drinking tea. Okay. But it was just water and like lemon water. And yeah, lemon water is like actually really good for you. Yeah, like, somebody told me to do it, and I was like, I'll just do that in the morning, and it worked really well. Yeah, it was just the first two weeks without without coffee. We're recording. The, the first two weeks without coffee were was really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, I know milk would literally die if that ever actually happened. Other than like my grandma, I've never been really drinking more coffee. Yeah. But it's weird because older people from from my country, like the like older Hispanic people, mm-hmm. they drink coffee all fucking day. Well, they have way better coffee too, though. Yeah, that's not <laughs> true. Like we just got like that is very you know is Louis C K puts it he's just like yeah. we got like old lady diarrhea from Starbucks like <laughs> yeah, that's so true. no one needs that like that's you know, very true. Go to Puerto Rico like. I mean, I'm speaking from my experience it's in a, Costa Rica, like, yeah. fucking amazing coffee. I believe it. So good. Yeah. I mean, I cured it. Dunkin' Donuts is... It's really weird. When I came back from Thailand, that was the first coffee I had it was Dunkin' Donuts. It was oddly satisfying, but it was just <laughs> terrible at the same time. It was just like... Like, it's a comfort thing. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, this. I knew it was going to be a shitty experience walking into 
to the drum. Yeah. And it wasn't exactly that. <laughs> we waited forever for like two things. Yeah. That were both terrible. A small donut yeah. and a depressing <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so overall depressing situation coming oh. back from literal paradise. From fucking timeland. Dude, it was When literal. was that? It was literal. Remember it was last December? It was literal. I was gone for like two, three weeks. Okay. Just doing like vacation? Like, yeah. That's sick, man. Just like doing, doing it. It was fucking dope. Like by yourself with any. Yeah, else? I went by myself and I met up with some people that were there from Columbus. Mm-hmm. They had been there for like two weeks already. I met up with them on this island. It was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah, there was one girl that she teaches in Laos or in whatever country that is that's around there. So she came to join us and she was able to speak to everybody but it made our trip so much easier <laughs> so much better like we were just was she like doing a lot of like translating for you guys too yeah it was more like everybody there kind of spoke english though oh, okay like it wasn't that nobody spoke english it was just that she was able to make it like get in with everybody yeah you know like there's a, kind a bunch of, of a chameleon yeah, like, there's a bunch of bars and stuff on the beach, and she would be able to just go up to them and talk to them, and then they're like, very good. And then they're, like, super cool. Let's, you guys come sit with us, and it would take us to the other side of the island. Well, it took, I think they took her and one of the other girls to the other side of the island. Yeah. Um, my phone's back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took them to the other side of the island and, like, showed them stuff. We've been on scuba diving. Uh, snorkeling. Yeah. With snorkeling with what? I don't think I'd be able to scuba. Like, I can snorkel, like, surface level, cool, but, like, I think I'd panic. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it's really nuts. From what I hear, like, that's a whole nother, like, you're in space. Interesting. Like, it's just so vast, because once you're down there, and you can't really see more than, like, five or six feet in front of you otherwise yeah. everything's just blurry you have like a little light on you or something like that yeah like, yeah and there's people in front of you and all that stuff so yeah. you figure it out but it's so weird man. what was like one of the best like the biggest takeaways that you had from that trip yeah, the biggest takeaway from that trip was just being completely helpless like being in a not even helpless but in a completely different like a, a whole completely opposite side of the world where everything is completely different. Like yeah. The language is different. There's like, like the structure is pretty much the same. You know, there's like cars and roads and businesses and people and, you know, places to go out and beaches and all that shit. But then there's the fact that I don't recognize any, any of the language and like the streets. I'm pretty much just running around in circles not really knowing where I am. So. <laughs> oh, this is new. It was just like, <laughs> like, from that, I learned that I could, I could do it. Like I could go anywhere, yeah, and do it on my own and figure it out yeah. and be alive. You know, I think so. Like probably confidence is the, like the biggest takeaway okay. from that trip. Just and trusting that I could do something like that. Well, confidence in yourself, and I mean, like a little bit of common sense is like yeah. No, and other people too. The biggest part. So many people along the way are just so willing to help you out or like work together with you to figure out. Because a lot of the times you'd be traveling with somebody mm-hmm. and you're like friends for the next 
25 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys are like, meet them on the train and like, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you're just going to all the same places. Yes. You're doing the same trip. And then, and then if you meet up with them, like, hopefully you stay within the same place that they're staying so you can meet up and, you know, keep doing that stuff. But, yeah. It was just, it was nice seeing how willing people are to help you along the way. Yeah. You don't really have to do much. It's just everything's already set up. Like there was one, I had to take the bus from mainland Thailand and Bangkok all the way to... I've heard about Bangkok. <laughs> all the way to, um, what's it called? The Kochong. It was the island. But I had to go from Bangkok all the way to the end of the... To where the... To the coast. To the coast, yeah, to the coast. And then from there, take a ferry to the island. And that was a six-hour bus trip. And it was Uh, in a small little... It was a minivan, (laughs) is what it was. And they would stop at the gas station every once in a while. Yeah, it's crammed. And, like, it doesn't get dark there till like, like 8 o'clock. So you're just, like... I mean, from my perception, that's what it was. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to anything after a while, but... Interesting. Yeah, man, because you're out there, no phone service, no nothing. You're just, like, jumping from Wi-Fi to Wi-Fi, you know? Yeah. That, was, that was the only way I was talking to the people that were on the island. Like, it, the whole time I was traveling, I couldn't talk to them. I was like, when I get there, I'll try to find Wi-Fi and talk to you guys. That's kind of, like, the biggest part about, like, travel is because, like, in those moments where you're just, you know, you're stuffed just, like, into that van, you got no cell service, you got no way of contacting anybody else you're just you're like all right you know jesus take the wheel here yeah pretty much like you have to like completely remove yourself and just be like i'm here yeah <laughs> yeah wherever the fuck happens happens yeah straight up and like there was one instance where this guy wasn't paying the taxi driver he didn't want to pay him and he was pretending like he already paid him because it's super over there, everything's cash. You know, mm-hmm. all the little things like that are cash. You know, they'll just be like, okay, I'll take these eight people. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. So you'll be on a taxi for like 20 minutes easily because yeah. you're dropping everyone off on the island. You know, it's like a bus, mm-hmm. sort of. And then the further you go, the more you have to pay the guy because he tells you right when you're getting off or at the end. And one dude was like, no, I already paid you. And it was just weird because it was like, I was like, like, what is he going to do? Yeah. You have know? yeah, a gun. didn't pay him. Well, it's not even that. It's just like the dude's like, "Come on, dude, really, for real, dude." Like, like you just clearly didn't have any money. Interesting. Yeah, it was weird, but that was like the most radical thing that happened. Everything else in that trip was just the best. Solid. It didn't rain not once. It was dude, like my parents were just in Europe, and they're like, "Yeah, no, the, the weather was like seventy degrees and sunny the entire time. It was like ten days." Which, from, like, Paris to Bruges to Luxembourg, I'm like... It was just 70 the whole Fucking high it's Ohio. Ohio here, then. Because Ohio's depressing. <laughs> fucking bowl. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was a dope trip. I wish I could have stayed longer and traveled farther. Like, my ideal trip would have been all the way down to Vietnam, down to, like, Australia or something, mm-hmm. and then work my way back. Maybe stop in Europe before I come back. 
Just a, that'll hey, be someday. Hey, uh, yeah. how are you? That'll be someday. Thailand was really cheap. It was less than a thousand dollars. But like as a whole, as like a whole, with the food, flight, the flight was the most expensive. Food was really cheap. Like gourmet food there, it's like five dollars at the most. Holy that shit. was the most you were paying for something over there. Oh over there, they work on like ten cents, fifty cents. Oh, that's nice. Two dollars, three dollars for things. Um, and then would you just like crash in a hostel? The mm-hmm. first week I stayed in this high rise condo for a whole week and it was a hundred bucks. It's a hundred US. Yeah. For a like a whole week. Yeah, a full week. And then Dude, that's insane. Yeah, with like pool access, gym <laughs> access, food, breakfast or whatever, you know, that stuff. Okay. Like and you get a whole a whole condo. Like you get the room, the bathroom, mm-hmm. the kitchen, that has like a balcony that you can like other other people live there. Downstairs and everyone's like mingling in the. They have like, like, like an out. They first of all they have an outdoor like futsal court, like a soccer pitch, mm-hmm. and then they have like a gym everywhere, like little gym items. Like it's like an ergonomic park or something. They're like mm-hmm. little fit parks. Okay. So I stayed there, and I met people down. I met people down there, and they took me around to like. They showed me where the there's like a mall that was next door that had like a bar and. Library and no, like actual <laughs> shit. And everything, dude, everything there is fucking backwards too. They drive on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. Like I was, um, yeah, you gotta <laughs> look right before you go. Dude, I I rented a moped and I jumped into the wrong lane a couple times. Ooh. Pretty much every time. <laughs> yeah, but it was dope. I like yeah. rode around at night. I rode around during the daytime. That's cool. Went to the different sides of the island. Went to this beach that was like straight up out of a calendar. Like. Called White Sand Beach, and it was literally like that color wall. True to its name. Yeah, it was so yeah, dope. That's nuts. It was so dope. It felt like a dream. Like, like I got there, and I was like, I felt like I was in the clouds. I just wanted to go to sleep. That's sick, yeah. Yeah, and everything. They like everything's so cheap, man. Beers are like a dollar. Fucking food is. You can just everyone's outside making food, so you can just walk down the street and be like, here's two bucks, and then you have yeah something cheap. Like, and it's good for you. That's pretty nice. You want noodle? I lost like, I swear I lost like 10 pounds. So I was just drinking water, I wasn't smoking, I didn't have anything to smoke yeah. until I got to the island. I'm not lie. But for that whole week, I was just drinking water, eating maybe twice a day, if that, and then just skating around, going to places, went to the malls, like, went to this virtual reality place that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like buying clothes, and it was dope. Everything like the culture, it's, it's so it's so weird. Like you take the train all the way around town. It's like a metropolis. You like take the train all the way around town to these big ass buildings. Yeah. And like the city goes forever, and then right in in smack, it's like twenty different New Yorks or like twenty New Yorks all at once. Okay. Like I'm gonna pull up. The it's like uber compact and like just. Shit happening everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. It's hard to breathe in the city. Uh, from uh, what, like smog? 
Yeah, it was really hard to breathe. But everybody was telling me to take the the, the back road because like walk behind the building. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive too. I have a video. It goes like that all the way around. Like I just at the top of the temple. It just goes like that. That's so cool. I love like that like forever. Yeah. That's what I love about New York too. It's it's so weird the the um, contrast from being in the city and then going to the island. Everybody's like so much different. Everyone's all like hippie. Oh, that's cool. I've never been through like any kind of Asian country. So. Just look up the Asian. Yeah. Hopefully one of these days. Dude, so we're back to the podcast, and we're talking with. Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people, you introduce yourself because I'm going to fuck up your name. Asperger? No, you say it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only other person that can also fuck with people when yeah. you introduce yourself. That gives me a slight rite of passage yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dope. Like, like, whenever people, whenever I introduce myself, I'm always like, Ariel. Excuse me. What? What? Yeah, and then, I'm, and then five minutes go by, and we're just talking about how to pronounce my name, and I'm just fucking with them. Yeah, you know? still doing it. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like we're still doing this, so yeah, it's just a part of my life that I've accepted. So I, I think, have fun. Yeah, it happens. You know? Well, I mean, it took me a while to like finally get over that like acceptance of okay, this, I, I'm, it, I'm an Asperger now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Back in junior high, especially, because my mom was running for mayor of our town back in Chicago. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if you think during any sort of election, whether they're local to national, you get those little yard signs that say, uh, yeah. you know, Bernie Sanders, yeah, 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 yeah. 2016, or Trump, or you know, whatever. And so we had Elizabeth Esberger for mayor. Uh-huh. And um, her opponent also had a kid that was in the same grade as me. And so, of course, all my friends were super fans of my mom. In which case, as we would walk to school, they would see the competitor's signs and they'd just run and kick them over. And they just do that. Like, they were just hardcore, did that all the time. To the extent that our junior high had to, like, kind of step in and say something over the announcements one morning. <laughs> it's just like, like, a, like look, a TV show. <laughs> we get that there's a local election. Yeah. Don't fuck with the science. Right. Stop kicking over people. And for somebody who's very self-conscious about their last name, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not yeah. not a great way to really just take the spotlight off of me or anything. Yeah. <sighs> so they said it. So where they said, did they say your last name? Over no, I mean most everybody mispronounces it. They're just like you know Asperger. Or, I've been called a bunch of. One time, like when I was in elementary school, I don't know if your school did it, but they would have like every once in a while they would have a raffle, like a little fair thing. Yeah. They would have for everyone, like eventually the adults would come, but at first they would just let the classes out and they would go and see if they wanted to buy like a book or like I don't know, people would come around like artists and stuff. Yeah. 
and then you could raffle stuff so you could buy raffle tickets and put it towards like a big prize mm-hmm. and then you could win something <laughs> and they would announce it over the I put like five bucks on. So I take it you won. I won one. <laughs> and uh, what's it called? They said fucking pilgrim was my last name. I said, okay, we will pilgrim. Pilgrim. Really? I was like, what? I mean, I feel like PA announcers get used to just looking at the word at last minute and trying to pronounce it, you know? Yeah. And that's probably what happened, but still. Yeah. Like, come on. My, that's not what like, it said. Yeah, it, I mean, like, A, read. Like, most people, because, like, you know, with, like, Asperger, you'd think there's a B in there, so, like, yeah. a lot of people are, like, ASPB, UR, or ER, you know, whatever it is. So, working with telemarketers is a pain in the ass that my dad would completely, like, totally mess with that. Dude, but imagine people, like, like, immigrants or people that are or even or Hispanic people or just yeah. their last names I mean like, yeah they're like Russian it's people that much harder their last names are like yeah. all consonants yeah. and for us like oh well and then the news <laughs> you gotta forgive me I'm gonna butcher your name here right, <laughs> right. hi Kyle Asperger nice to meet you we met a while ago yeah how long have I been I mean, that was a century of the start of Warhol, which was... I mean, I've been out of Warhol since, like, the last two years, so that's gonna be, like... Maybe like three years. Three and a half-ish, somewhere around there. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell, because each of us are wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that's so to show the passing of time. That's nuts. Yeah. something you want to go into on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I don't really care. We can decide later, but... You can cut it out if you want. Um, it was dope. It feels great, honestly. It feels really great. Yeah. Like, just focusing on my own stuff. Right. And, like, I've been interviewing a couple places, and I'm doing, uh... I might be doing, like, a couple months at... What's it called? At, um... At Abercrombie. series at a hospital on the east side on the kids section where like stuff just it would just be pictures and they'll walk around with the iPads that they kind of give them already mm-hmm. and they'll walk around and like interact with paintings or like a pattern on the wall mm-hmm. like and bring it to life yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to like at first it was just going to be like things in the hallway like pictures but then I was like It'd be cool if they could point their phone, they point their things at different places. Yeah. So like now, there's gonna be something on the wall, there's gonna be something on the floor, mm-hmm. something on the corner, something on the ceiling. Yeah. And like, That's creative. Yeah, and then just like little things they can do. So that'll, so that'll be around for a little bit. I've been doing, and then after that, I want to do it at um, a hospital in West Virginia. 
University Hospital there. There's a dude that the dude that um, originally got me the gig, he saw me setting it up at an exam, mm-hmm. and I showed it to him and his wife, and they were like, dude was like, I was supposed to meet you, because this is Mr. This, 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 and he's like the in charge of arts and commerce okay. for those two hospitals, or okay, for that the hospital. The culture of it, so to speak. Right, so he was like, we got in there, so I showed him how to do everything, and he was like, dude, we're going to work together, so let's do this. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, so I just, I was like, you know what, I just, I'm just going to work on this, I'm just going to get paid off for this, and just keep working on it, and that's what happened, I'm just using my time to do this, and it's just, there's a huge congrats coming from you on that one. Thanks, bro. It's, I mean, it's never easy to say, you know what, yeah. I gotta, Dude, it was I tough. gotta fly solo here, but. It was, know. it was tough, but at the same time, it was like, the writing on the wall, you know, I was just like, I can't keep doing this shit, like. Can't keep bringing people in here and then telling me like I can't pay anymore. This is some bullshit. I just can't do this. And then, um, and then it was just like, aside from all of that, it was just quality of stuff. Like we were just like flying through things and like we would talk about changing stuff, but we change a little bit. And then it's just, just a lot of shit. Is it still kind of like the same team? Yeah, pretty much. Like we had Wolf for a little bit. He's another year. Yeah, I think he stopped buying, but he had like I don't think he was there anymore. I could be wrong. Probably. I mean he bounces around a lot, like he's he's Wolf. Yeah, he's doing shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the chronic connector of Columbus. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> that's that's the dude. But yeah, man, it feels good, man, doing all that shit, but yeah. Time to go time to move on. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah. so when you when you um, parted ways, you started doing like what do you you started a little partnership and like what did you do? Well, initially I was just doing freelance. Yeah. I did, so three hundred one original. When I left, <laughs> I just I I needed to just do my thing, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it would turn into. But I kind of figured that you you just you you learn more about yourself just by doing yeah for real. Um, in which case, so the entire story behind Three Hundred One Original is that at birth my parents adopted me into their home. Mm-hmm. In which case, our home back in Chicago and still is the address is Three Hundred One South Loyola. So my parents took me in. They supported me. They put me through college. They said, you know what, whatever it is that you want to do. And that created the foundation of who I am. Whereas, you know, I think like, okay, um, you know, I'm going to try to like splice some words together and create some weird, you know, moniker that's like the name of my company. Mm. And I couldn't figure anything out because as far as like artistic sense, which, you know, I'm sure you can attest to is that what you're attracted to changes almost daily. In which case, the one unchanging aspect of my life is the fact that my parents adopted me and supported me and provided what they did for me. So, that being the foundation, I said, you know what, that, that's kind of it. Because when you work for yourself, you are your product. You are your service. And you need to know yourself to better be able to serve others. Um, 
And so my parents, they're essentially retired, but they still work. They don't they get bored. Yeah. Um, but they have this kind of like backyard space that they turned into like a, a zen garden. Because that's mm-hmm. pretty much like what old white... Do they live in Chicago? Yeah. That's what old white retired people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a zen garden. Yeah. <laughs> Culturally appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up like taking photos of it and... Uh, it's kind of like laying out this little bit coffee table book for him for Christmas and I'm going through I'm designing it and laying it out and then I'm like okay what do I call it and I'm thinking like yeah real one like yeah, kind of artsy it's simple they like it uh, so I slap it on there hmm? good number yeah and, and then I, you know it was then that I kind of stepped back and realized Sort of what I already talked about is that 301 is the basis of my life, that foundation. So that's kind of how 301 originally came to fruition. Um, by now, without actually having a long date, that was like a year and a half or two years ago or something. Um, so are you working with a few people doing it, or are you, how do you, how does that 301 original work? We... With the understanding that, you know, my parents took me in and fostered and allowed me to be my truest self, that's what we do for brands. We foster brands in that we provide, whether it's advice or, you know, whatever within, like, you know, web development, photography, design... It's a conversation, in which case we try to pull out, you know, what are the key factors that make, you know, you, like, Ariel, what is different about you, and what do you actually want to portray through your brand, through your site, through your, you know, intro video, or whatever, right, right, whatever right. the fuck it is that you want to do. Um, and so essentially we, our goal is to allow you to be your most authentic self by, you know, but even just be a simple phone call. In which case, you know, people come to us and they're just like, hey, we need a website. And then we talk to them and we're like, maybe you don't need a website. Right. <laughs> you just need to like, you know, have this like explainer video of like, here's what you're doing. Here's your product because you need to get seed funding to get your product to market. Right. <laughs> Once you're on the market, then get your fucking site up and running. Yeah. But you need that money first. Right. Without that, Throwing money into the internet. Yeah. So at the very least, what we can do is kind of provide that, like, to-do list of priorities. You just say, like, you know, this is kind of what you should be, you know, focusing on, at least from the, the creative standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at the very least, if they can't really, you know, afford what we have to offer, then we try to kind of point them to a, a more affordable route that would still kind of fulfill whatever it is that they're right. looking for. Was it hard starting that, or was it just kind of an idea that you had for a while? Um, I mean, I it just it was so three hundred one original is just a set like it's just slapping a more refined title on what I was already doing essentially. Um, it was the same kind of product, same service, just with a fancier umbrella. <laughs> you tell the people what you do. Uh, I, I, well, so while I was at Warhol, where Adiel and I first met, is I was essentially 
doing photography and design. And so it was really there that I kind of realized that's my, like, you know, lane to travel down. Combining graphic design and photography. Yeah, in which case the two work seamlessly together. Like 80% of it, dude. Yeah, that's it. Fucking kudos. And it's it's all, you know, communicating information, quite honestly. Um, So, yeah. um, Fuck, I was going to say something else, but I'm too far. Oh, oh, all right. So you asked. Was it hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which case, yes, it was. Because I was incredibly scatterbrained, still am. Um, uh, now, even more so, I'm, uh, I'm actually seeing a therapist. Uh, nice. Doing all this shit that I really probably should have been doing years ago. But um, the second that you work for yourself, you're, it's like you're, you push yourself to limits that you yeah. would otherwise have not seen. You know, had you been working under a roof of somebody else's. Right. In which case... It's easy to get detached to what you're actually doing. Yeah. You know, and you're not doing it for yourself. Well, that's a big part of it. And that's largely why I'm sort of trying to understand my own mental baggage is because what I do is very client-oriented. And when people see photographers, which case everybody's a fucking photographer, like... You have a phone, you're a photographer too. I'm a pretty good one. (laughs) So, like, what they, like, if you're talking with, like, an agency recruiter or something like that, Mm -hmm. they're like, all right, we want to see your personal work. What is it that really, we want to understand you, you know, whatever it is that you truly like to do. I have very little time to actually do personal work. So, because of that, I've, I arguably almost lost myself. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean? I can't show you this. Which is... It's like, you get work experience before you get a job. You yeah. This job that you've never worked before. You know, it, like, when you lose yourself and you lose your own character and voice, you lose a lot more than you think. In the sunken place. Yeah, because Dude. you try to cater to everybody and you kind of water yourself down, which is what I've been doing. And... Just recently, really, it was like a trip out to New York that kind of made me realize that. That, like, no need to water pile down. Well, I went out, like, the main reason I went out there was for the professional portfolio review because most people I talk to out here are like, oh, you have a good portfolio. I'm like, well, that's my point. You're not going to give me anything worthwhile. So I need, <laughs> I need to be in front of these people that are in the true. industry doing what I'd like to be doing. And I met with, Total like seven different people, a lot of whom gave me very similar advice, and so kind of by the end of it, I sit down with this woman named Allegra Wild, which off the bat I was like, dude, that's an insane name. Allegra Wild. Yeah, I never even heard of her. That name, or she just? I don't know. I I only had twenty minutes with her, but I was like, I need to meet with this girl. You know, going back to the name thing, yeah. Kyle Asperger needs to meet a Lego Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a cool sentence. <laughs> so many syllables. So I sit down with her. You know, I, I set my portfolio down and kind of start giving her like this little spiel about that 301 or whatever. And then she says, all right, what do you want? I'm like, well, just give me, you know, a, 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 like honest feedback. Like, don't hold anything back because like that's the point of me being here. And she said, like, No. Like, what do you want in life? Yeah. And I was like, I, I have no idea. Oh, shit. And 
She's like, where's your problem? She just literally pushed the portfolio away. She's like, you set so many rigid guidelines for yourself in the way that you create and execute for these clients that, you know, you focus on these minute little flaws. And because being the perfectionist you are, you focus on them and you become inundated by them. And by an extension of that, have completely lost yourself and so right now quite honestly what I'm trying to do is just sort of maintain myself in my conversations when I want like walk in and say like you know here's my like capabilities kind of uh, you know pitch I'm not gonna you know I, I can't water it down because yeah. if I'm watering myself down that's just not good for anybody and uh without compromising your process or your aesthetic or whatever. I feel like that yeah. kind of falls into it too. Well, I mean, communication is the biggest part. It's like maintaining client relations. And it's like, you know, if you walk into like a relationship with a girlfriend or something like that, and you're like putting on this, you know, facade of whoever the fuck you want to be in this given scenario it's not going to last because it's not truly you to the core. And what people vibe off of and what works is you. And if it's not meant to work, then it's not meant, you're not going to get that project. You're not going to have that relationship. Sorry. I think, I think that's true what you're saying, but there's also like, you can start, and this might be more, I don't know if it's just with, with being in a relationship like a man and a woman or but I feel like at first it could be like it's like the honeymoon stage like it, it could be awesome at first with anything it could be super great but if it doesn't last and that's how you know it's like okay now I gotta I gotta move on or do something different change the way this works because mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere now you know so I, like I think what you're saying is true but then there's also that it's like it can be great at first and then it goes shitty so you can be like put something on you can put on an act or whatever of who you want to be or act like who you want to be but then I think eventually like I'm like I'm talking about relationships now if you're with someone eventually you're gonna be yourself anyways because you spend enough time with someone because you're like just working on breaking shit down the whole time you know breaking that guard down well I mean same goes for you know business practice too yeah it, it's yeah. you know it, like in doing your own thing it's a relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and if you try to be something you're not it's not going to work and you kind of realize that through you know whatever it is that you do and it's right now what I'm trying to do is kill my old self mm-hmm. essentially and that, you know, I'm very self-deprecating. I focus on the flaws or, you know, whatever the different stories are, in which case, you know, like, when I look at a photo, I don't, you know, I see, like, the execution and all that stuff. Speaking from the end of, like, something I create, not, like, what other people make. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think about the moment, the feelings, and the mood that was involved as well. Like, while I was home, 
uh, like I would, you know, I was really depressed and everything. And my parents said, you know what, like I'd love to do like a family portrait session. I said, no, I'm not going to be into it. And I, I told them that, like, you know, what I see is the mood, what I'm in. And if I'm not into it, I'm, you're not going to be into it. And I don't want to look back at, you know, our family pictures and think like, God, that was, that was just a shitty time of my life. Like, that's the yeah. last thing I want to do. I think it, it takes a lot to be aware of that and control it. And be like, no, I'm not even, like, say no to something, you know, mm-hmm. hard. Say no to drugs for someone, like tying it back to work for someone. You were like, you can't say no for a lot of things, or you feel that way. And having that feeling is not good. It's like, yeah. it's empowering. You know, you just feel like this is what you're expecting. You expect shit to be the same way every time. Well, that's what most people expect. Like, if you're, you know, consistently good at whatever you do, people expect that that will be created when they work with you. Right. So, you know that on your worst day, you'll inherently be better than most. Mm-hmm. You'll execute accordingly. The client's going to be happy at the very least. Right. But following your own standards. internally, you may be just fuming the entire time or whatever. And so that's all you have to associate with that instance and kind of when I figured that out, I was like, mm-hmm. I just don't know I can execute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, I've gotten that feeling when I get like a repeat customer, a repeat client. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn, I guess I actually really liked that. Mm-hmm. Want me to do more. Yeah. It's a, a validated feeling. No, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy being on the other side, like, not even being on the other side, but just feeling valued. You know what I mean? Like, just like, damn, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, and for me, I think what I want out of out of life is just to be able to own something, to own an experience, and own um, like different versions of experiences. Like, I want to be able to feed people. I want to have a restaurant or like a coffee shop. I want to clothe people. Like, I want to. I want to like trend set stuff. You know. Mm. So. I'll, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with just making T-shirts and putting patches on things. Mm-hmm. I want to clothe people. Um, I want to educate people somehow, whether it's through art or like I don't know. And then I want to amaze people in an experience that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm using hidden layers and augmented reality to do the showing people different experiences that they're yeah. not used to. And like, it's not a new thing. I didn't create that thing. I just know how to use it and I think being able to spread it and show other people how to use it and not tying money to it because like a huge part of of that whole thing is just showing the technology spreading the technology and having other people use it and see what they do with it because Mm. I feel like there's not enough of it and there's only so much I can do or only so much one person can do yeah so if you show it to other like-minded individuals or just people, you'll see it develop in different ways, you know, and you'll get the word out there faster so that when you're talking to someone, they're like, oh, you're the guy that knows how to mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. You know. But it also sounds like you need, like, a coffee shop to, like, apparel to, like, design house. Yeah, like, that's exactly yeah. what I'm getting at. So I, that's exactly <laughs> what I want it to be. Like, yeah. I want to have coffee downstairs. I want to have, like, a lofted office where it's just me, maybe two other people, you know, like a business person and a lawyer. Mm-hmm. or like 
maybe some other stunt. But for a while, I wanted to work on what I'm capable of, you know? So I would, this is my, my plan, is to have that, the, loft, the office upstairs, and then run the coffee shop and do all the branding and all the advertising and marketing and all that stuff for that. And maybe have a financial person to actually handle that stuff. And then have clothes in the front where it'll be like stuff that I'm selling all the time. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, I have a local person just come in and retrofit it with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And they sell it. I'm not trying to make my Do like kind of like a pop up sort of. Yeah, and it would just be all of theirs. Feature. I don't think anyone in Columbus does that where you come in, put your stuff up, and it's your money. No percentage taken from the. None of that. There's some, I mean, there's I a few people that are doing some like underground stuff, but. I don't know if there are many people. I don't know. That, I don't I know like the extent of their. Yeah, I want to make that more common because if you, this is how I see it. If you have a coffee shop there and you have like a little event going on, yeah. then you're going to sell shit. Yeah. Or like, or if it's alcohol or whatever, it doesn't matter. But I want to. Well, booze see. really helps boost sales. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so it'll be that. Like, it'll be like, 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 um, exclusive events or limited events where it will happen at night like off hours or something and it's mm-hmm. just people are selling their clothes yeah. and selling coffee or selling food or there's like a food truck here mm-hmm. and like there's somebody performing or whatever but you know it as this place where you go and chill you just have like a bear on a unicycle like exactly juggling and where I, I I'm more of a of a sea lion with the ball so Okay, I, yeah, either works. Yeah. Having their I don't availability. Like the elephant. Is that what you said it was? <laughs> elephant on a unicycle. Hmm. Bear. I think elephant. Still. I don't even know if they make unicycles that can handle that kind of like weight capacity. Funny to look at that. But yeah, so I wanna what I want out of life is just to own something that's like that and I can just sit back and watch it happen and I can go do something else. Like I don't I don't think I wanna be grinding my whole life definitely not I don't want to be like my parents that's the only thing that I don't want to be like my parents in otherwise like they they work super hard they're loyal and like always helps people and yeah. I am who I am because of them mm-hmm. so but they work too fucking hard like they're still working now and they're old and, I'm, and they don't have to work they don't want to so I'm just trying to find a way to well, that's another thing I want do they like working though? They don't like working. I think they just don't like not doing something. Because my mom will complain all the time about how her feet hurt. And she doesn't want to keep working and like running things and doing stuff by herself and blah, 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 blah. And then I got her to not work for a month. And she she loved it for the first couple weeks. And then she was like, I'm not crazy. And then she opened it right back up and started working again. She's complaining about her feet, complaining about this. Mama. And I'm just like, exactly. I'm just like, Mom, like, can you just, like, follow my advice or take your own advice and not work? You don't have to do this for anyone anymore. For Christ's like sake, years. woman. Dude, it's been, like, 10 years. Good Lord. It's just like, and on top of that, dude, talk about resilient. My mom used to work. She was a single mom for the, for the first part of our lives for a little while. Yeah. And... She used to work 16-hour days at a nursing home, that six days a week, 
He was doing like 120 oh. hours a week or some bullshit like that. That's insane. Trying to pay for five kids and herself. Yeah. In Massachusetts. So then finally she was like, get the fuck out of here. Just can't do this over again. Holy shit, man. Talk about resilience, dude. She did that shit for like six or seven years. And then when we moved here, she used to work in a nursing home too and like 12 hour shifts and stuff. And so she got old enough to work and help pay rent. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really had to do that. My older brothers did some shit like that. But that was the one person who really kind of ever did that shit for me. Yeah. But at the same time, I, had, I could watch a lot of people. Like, I watched my sister fuck up, or I watched my brother fuck up, or I watched them do something good. And like, I just had so many examples, and so many teachers, so many people telling me yeah. to walk straight and, like, not fuck up. But at some point, that made me want to be like, you guys, I, get the fuck away from me. Like, I want to do something completely different. Like, we've all done the same thing. I think it's time for someone to change this. So I was always the one to do something different. Yeah. Because of that. That's good. You know, part of it was just like, I'm sure part of it was just trying to figure out, trying to stand out or whatever, but at the same time, it's just like, I, I'll never be that person to want to do the same thing that everyone else yeah. is doing. I guess kind of like on the converse end of that, like me being an only child, there's, you know, that I guess stigma of like, oh, I have to do this by myself, like I need to mm-hmm. learn it for myself. And so thus, you know, like your siblings and, you know, all the people that you've had to kind of, you know, be those quote-unquote mentors in your life, you know, I guess I, I learned from doing and hence why I'm putting myself into the, you know, scenario of working for myself. But, I, you know, the only times I really learned I wanted to truly fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's it. For real. You know, That's, for me... I agree with that, like that happens to me too, but I have another version of that where, so I like to play music or like I like to paint and stuff. And the times that I have the most fun doing that is when I'm pissed off about something or like sad about something. I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this thing that'll get my mind off of it and focus on something else. And then it ends up being the best session ever. Well, because there's, there's more passion and more... Yeah, there's just, like, an escape feeling to it, yeah. For me, it's, like, there's an escape to it. Like, yeah. I gotta... I can't, I can't be thinking about this right now. I gotta do this thing. It's just, like, it's almost like battling, a, like, a sort of depression or, like, a... Yeah. Like, bad thoughts, you know? It's just, like, I gotta, I gotta stop thinking about this and... Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times that, like, you know, like, back to, I don't really know, like, what your childhood was like as much, but my, like, neighborhood, we grew up together, mm-hmm. and so we would always go to, like, this one, uh, you know, house that was, like, kind of kitty-corner from my house, and it was, like, just neighborhood party house. That's cool. And so, you know, they would always, we'd get, like, you know, Domino's pizza and Capri Sun, and we just... Talking, like, high school or, like, middle school. Oh, no, like... Babies. Two, like, from babies to, like... You know, we, we grew up together. Yeah. Um, and so we'd always end up having these, like, you know, awesome dance parties. And because it's all just, you know, our, uh, like, parents, it's the kind of, like, older generation of music that we kind of grew up listening.
listening to. Uh huh. So it's like it's Elton John, Earth, Wind, Fire. You know, it's like hardcore, like seventies. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'd always, always hear that music at these like dance parties, and you know, this house was full of color. It always had like interesting paintings and all that stuff. Like there was so much flavor and so much. No, they're just fun people. They just love to express themselves through artwork, and you. You, they're the kind of people that you, if you hear their laugh, you know that they're there. Um, and so there was, like, I think it was, you know, probably like three years ago or something, like when I was actually moving into this apartment. Like, I remember like, I helped you. Yeah, I was like, on, you know, it was a transitionary mm-hmm. period. And anytime you hit those transitionary periods, especially for us, you know, artsy. Entrepreneur. Geeky type, yeah. Entrepreneurs. We... <laughs> We have feelings. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm cleaning my apartment, getting it all packed up and ready to go. And fucking September by like Earth and Earth, Wind and Fire comes on. And I'm just, you know, in that kind of like half depressed, half like, you know, cloud nine mode. And so I start dancing around and then these, this like whirlwind of, you know, reminiscing back to the colors of, you know, that house and dancing on the couches, like, all of that. I'm seeing that as I'm dancing around. And I start just, like, crying, remembering, like, all these, yeah. you know, old, like, great memories. Cool. Uh, Instead of crying. I don't know why I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I feel yeah. special. <laughs> I just forget why it's related. or if it No, I think it's... Important. I think you were trying to say that that song reminds you of. Yeah, I mean, there's just or those there's feelings involved with moments, songs, smells, especially. Yeah, I was just gonna say that sometimes I'll get a whiff of someone perfume or yeah, or an old like person that. or like an old place. Yeah, like sometimes I'll I'll smell my old elementary school. I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. How did that? Did my brain just make? Yeah, you that? get like a. <coughs> it's weird. And then, I guess if you think about it, you could be smelling yourself from back then, but I don't know. It's so weird. Oh, it's, I mean, you're, I think they're, what, olfactics? That would smell is. I get you, you that as your strongest sense. Smell? Yeah. You're going to be sight, but that makes sense, because people, I mean, we're wearing glasses. Yeah, so ironically, not for us visual artists, but, uh... Plus, we can smell things that aren't there. We can't see things. Yeah. You ever thought of that? Like, I mean, you can if you're, you know, <laughs> in a special place. I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess you're right, but still. I don't know. That might have been a really stupid sentence. <laughs> Damn. But, dude, so this is the whole thing I'm trying to do with this is you're a terrible person and you have never listened to this. Um, what I'm trying to do is just talk to people and reconnect with people that I've connected with on social media. Mm-hmm. Or just in life, really. I just, I'm kind of using the social media thing as like a vehicle because it's a common topic that people talk about a lot and it's kind of what brings us all together in a visual way, you know, rather than Part of the team. Yeah. Um, 
everybody has an account, everyone is talks, everyone is connected to everybody. But through there, through that, interactions have been watered down or are watered down or are not, whatever, it works both ways, but for my my personal experience, I've like disconnected with a lot of people or I'm with I'm connected to people but only in a virtual way. Yeah. So like I there's people that I talk to from Chicago or people in New York or people back home or fucking Russia or uh, there's this one one person that I interact with from Bulgaria. Is it Bulgaria? No, I think it's like a, it's I think it's like Czech Republic. But through skating we like each other's videos. We yeah. send videos to each other. That's a whole culture stuff. I'm not even familiar Dude, with. Dude, it, it's just like, it's weird how you can be like kind of pen pals with someone yeah. and see their whole life and they watch my life. and yeah. Or what not my life, but what I put on Instagram, you know? And I talk to them. And then there's people that I see in real life that I don't talk to as much yeah. as I talk to someone that I've never met before. So I'm just trying to it's you know, kind of like a self-reflective thing where I'm just like, let me actually talk to all of these people and see if I can like meet these people that are on here that I've never seen in my life mm-hmm. and aren't tuned into what I do in my life. And I'm tuned into what they do, so let me talk to them and like you know, bring it together through this. Yeah. So it's kind of my effort to beat the algorithm where it's the current research says that you have your however many followers you have and you post something and it's like 7 to 20% see or not even 20 like 7 to like 10% or something see what you actually actually see what you post mm-hmm. or see your profile um, unless you're like boosting it and are like paying for it in a different however many ways that they have yeah. Um, but if you're just doing it organically, all the people that you followed might not even see what you're posting, mm-hmm. you know, or you're not seeing someone's thing that you that you somebody that you follow, somebody that you really like, or that used to be in your life virtually, but isn't anymore because you're you've been liking these five things over and over again, so that's all you see on your feed. Yeah. You know. So I'm trying to, I like scroll down my thing and I'll be like, okay, I haven't seen this person in a while. Scroll down my feed. I haven't seen this person in a while. Hit them up and see if they want to meet up and talk. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what this is. I'm trying to make a 7%, 100% or, yeah, you know, slowly build up. At least even out the... Yeah, or just meet people, you know, it's, it's fun. Like I've been learning a lot about myself because I have to explain myself. So I'm like... Oh God, why did I say this that way? <laughs> what am I actually what am I actually want out of this? What is going on? So I try to just like keep my expectations low, I guess. It's kind of a bad way to say it, but I try to like Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try to like keep it as as real as it is and be okay with whatever is happening, whatever we talk about and whatever people think about it, whether people listen to it or not or I'm kind of, I'm being really selfish in that sense where I'm like, this is for me, I'm going to talk to people, and then hopefully people will get something out of it. Eventually, I'm working on setting up a studio where we have, like, topics to talk about and whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then a camera on it, and then it'll be visual and, you know, 
you got like a I guess more so like a YouTube kind yeah, of yeah exactly like exactly like the yeah. new GoPro has live on it oh, I'm pretty sure you can just put it straight to YouTube okay so I can just set it up somewhere set up maybe two of them yeah well no I don't think you can have two signals so if you set up one go for it you know yeah um or I think you can have like a video set up and then it just plays live at a certain time that makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah um so yeah so that's kind of what I want to do with this and we've known each other for a while but I feel like we could be closer you know what I mean and I feel that same way about a lot of people so I'm just trying to reconnect yeah in a way that isn't Wait, but it's kind of redundant because I'm going to put this on a virtual thing. Well, there's... But this, I don't know. I think... I think social media, because you lose even just this verbal aspect of it. If you're just... If yeah, you stick to... True. Like me... Stick to just pictures. I'm only an Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm... Same. Same. I'm too scattered to be able to handle multiple channels. Yeah. And I, I don't have a massive team to do it for me. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, I need to get some like. We know how hard it's become. Yeah, I just I need like a high schooler that's like, what well, social media is my jam, like, fucking fabulous. Just do it for me. Dude, it's so weird. It's an actual thing. Yeah. Like so, at Upper Crumby, I'm working on. Uh, I, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I'm working on Hollister, okay. and that's like a teen brand. Yeah. And the other day there was a seminar on this guy just talking about how to sell his teen. Fuck is this? We're like so switched like twenty five year olds listening to how to sell stuff for teenagers. I'm like, yeah. I was just like, this is a mad fucking day. Like, paycheck is mine. <laughs> but dude, it's it's it just ties it back to social media in the sense that it's such a people. Everyone is branding themselves. Everything. Brand everything is monetized, yeah. So, like, whenever now I feel like I'm in a, in a place where I'm already a paranoid person, but I feel like I'm in a place where it's and this has to do with advertising too, like knowing the ins and outs of advertising. I'm in, the, in a place where every little moment that I see, either I'm thinking, like, oh, how could that be an ad, or this might be an ad, I don't want to share this, mm-hmm. you know, like, I if I and one of the ways I validate it is I'll post a video of me skating or a, a video of a cup or like a video of my of of me posing with someone and then I'll get like me a picture of me and my girlfriend or something and then all of a sudden all I see is pictures of my friends with their girlfriends or yeah pictures of like on my explore pages it would just be pictures of girl guys and a girl you know yeah and it's like to the point where they're seeing what I posted. And making it tailored to that, and I'm just like, not even what I like. I don't it's like just, this. Yeah, I'm just like, this is weird. I don't want to like be taking a video of myself and then post that, and then I always see of that, and then it's just, it's just a lot of stuff that triggers me, and I'm just like, I just want to talk to someone. Like, I'll get on Instagram, wanting to DM somebody or message someone, and then I'm stuck in my explore page for twenty minutes. And yeah. I'm like, oh, what was I actually trying to do? How did I fall into this hole? All of a sudden, I'm watching car crashes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm like kids, uh, kids failing or whatever. Oh. oh, 
That one's like Fatal Army one. is my jam. I've been watching feel the, so good about myself. <laughs> have you heard Bird Graveyard? Have you seen Bird Graveyard? No. <laughs> I guess to show you this. Bird Graveyard is exactly what I'll give you a guess. What do you think it is? What is it? Bird Graveyard? Bird Graveyard, yeah. Oh, like the scooters? Yep. Yeah, just people destroying birds. <laughs> exactly. It. That's literally however many assorted sounds. I've heard of multiple is, accounts like that. That is literally that, like you know, people throw them in the ocean or off of parking garages. It's a popular one. Yeah, run them over and down like mines or like it's weird because I'm just like, how the hell are they getting it there? But then I think about maybe they're dead and the GPS isn't working at the time. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. Fuck like, bird scooters that like spray painted on them. There's like dogs <laughs> chewing on them and like Yeah, somebody just threw one off a bridge. Yeah. It's they're dedicated to I, I I commend them because they're putting their faith out there too. There's a bunch of people that just have their faces yeah. showing them doing that. Like they can get sued for it, I'm sure. But I hate them, so I'm kinda of pro No one's riding me anymore, it's too fucking cold. Good. That's, they're going to move on to the next city. Sorry, the riders are the issue. It's not the scooter. It's the no, it's literally, yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely not the scooter. They don't have the street sense that, like, people hate bicyclists, and I'm saying that from the standpoint Experience. of a biker. Like, a biker needs to know where a car is going to go before they do, because otherwise you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. Scooters don't apply that kind of foresight. <clears throat> Social media is weird. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I feel like I'm not getting what I can out of it because I'm not, I don't participate as much as I should or in the way that I should. But then it doesn't feel right. I can't do something that doesn't feel right. Something that I'm trying to work on. Like I'm trying to just accept that it's fucking social media and it's a thing yeah. now and it's It's my in flight entertainment while I'm in the bathroom. Then you <laughs> people are gonna look at something that I worked on for so long while they're taking the shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally I mean your audience. Arguably <laughs> some of our best work happens on the pot. Yeah, true. The toilet, not smoking pot. I mean, well, smoking pot, but... I don't know, mine just are both. Yeah. If I'm smoking weed on the toilet, get ready for fucking money bolts. Sparks will fly. But, yeah, man. I don't know, this thing is... It's been fun talking to people and yeah. figuring it out. Well, I appreciate you uh, keeping me in mind. I'm always having... I don't even know if, like, people... I mean, it, no one gives a shit about anything these days. It's like, you know, if you make a painting or take a picture, if you have, I think it's like two and a half seconds, if you can keep somebody's attention that long, it means you did. Whether or not you did well is one thing, but if you can keep their attention, that means you did your job as a creator. That's why, not to bring it back to hidden layers, but I'm going to do this anyway. So, that was, that's a huge part of it that came out after the fact. Like, we noticed everyone was actually seeing and looking at it for however long mm-hmm. the 
trigger was, however long the animation was, yeah. or the filter, or whatever. People were looking at things for multiple times and analyzing it and asking the artist, like, how did you do this? What does this mean? What is this? Yeah. How else can I use this? It was literally like people were like thought magic was happening. And if you think about well, that's what we Midwest do. We are magic. fucking people. <laughs> Midwest, not to shame, but whatever. Like people in, in anyway, in the Midwest it's not as fast paced as everywhere else. So like you don't not see as much <laughs> shit. So we have yeah. I think it's good for us because we can go to those places and have inspiration come back and slowly change gear but we do run into a lot of roadblocks because of it but this is one of those things where all you gotta do is show people it and it'll it happens and there was like older people using using technology and figuring out how to do stuff on photoshop and make a video and there was one of the one of the artists she was a, a master's student and she was like her 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 prompt or her goal was to figure out how to use technology and she didn't have to compromise what she actually does or how she paints or whatever because yeah. she could just do her painting and make something afterwards and make a video and her, the actual technology part was people coming up with it and working on it mm-hmm. it wasn't even like she made like a device or whatever so that was cool Some one of the artists was like the first time my parents understand what I'm making we're actually questioning yeah. looking at it for a long time and like felt right about it because there was some, like a lot of people there there was people there was sound there was all kinds of stuff people asking questions interacting and it was just like we weren't getting paid we weren't getting paid for it like me and the curator other curator like we weren't it was just a thing we were just doing it we were just like hey, this has to be cool this has to stand out mm-hmm. let's just do it and yeah. then from that we've gotten tons of opportunities yeah. because we were like let's just do this thing and have fun and that's it happens. you are you and you do whatever it is you do exactly exactly you win <laughs> it's it's weird that's when it. you it's it's weird like because I feel like we're good people and we want to we want to please people we're like in a sense we people please us but then when you decide to just be selfish and like for me it's hard to do that to be like no I only think about myself and like but when you get to do it in a way where you're teaching people you're working with people but no one is worried about money mm-hmm. every you know everyone is just like okay I'm gonna make this work like let's do this I'm doing this for some reason and one of it isn't money so we're just this thing can be awesome or you don't care and it it doesn't affect you which I think is a win anyways or you do care and see a therapist because you try not to care <laughs> not weird yeah <laughs> so what's it like seeing a therapist if you don't yeah. so I feel like young people it's hard to do this you're 25 26 26 uh, I mean if therapy works it's or fun process. Mm. Uh, it's therapy for a reason. Is it like stereotypical, a stereotypical thing where you just sit down and lay back? And, I mean, you just go on the walks. Inv- I've heard a, people just, they'll just go on a walk with their therapist. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I would imagine it's a case-by-case, case, like, based on, you know, the individual and, like, what you... Because, like, the point is that you want to be able to, like, openly talk with whoever your, yeah, your yeah. therapist is. And if you can't actually openly, like, establish that relationship, it's not going to work. For me, I can relatively easily open up to most people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, there's a couch, I can you know, just lay down or whatever. And, but it's just, it's, you know... When you deal with like past demons and you know whatever is eating you away um, if you relive it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the effort of I mean my the whole point is that I'm, I'm trying to just accept past me I can't forgive myself for you know certain things but I just want to understand it and get that kind of mental baggage off of my plate you know, so that I can be more kind of future and forward thinking uh, so you can be better to other people. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're running and somebody grabs your ankle, you know, it's a, it's a ball and chain and you really need to free yourself of it. So. Yeah. I think I'm glad that you're talking about it because I don't think it's common. I mean, maybe not. I don't know if it's, if it's been very common for, for people to talk about going there. In the Midwest, not as much. Yeah. Now, New York, LA, like, it's commonplace over there. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I don't know. Yeah. Here, it's definitely... There's this, this stigma of just, like, the Midwestern way is, like, uh, Suck it up. Yeah, what's do wrong you with do? you? Yeah. I don't care. Drink a beer, man. <laughs> Fucking... That's so stereotypical. The Midwest is changing. It is. Yeah, I mean, like, the more progressive we get, then, you know, it's... I think there's pockets. There's definitely pockets, and they're everywhere, and they're all different sizes, but there's just this narrative going around, it's kind of deviating a little bit, but there's this narrative going around where all the people that should be voting to change the Midwestern states have moved to the places where their vote isn't needed. Interesting. So, like, all the people that we need here to vote to stay blue moved to New York and chasing a fucking art career or acting career or, like, you know, went to look for work or went to Silicon Valley to yeah. look for work. Well, okay, so for me... But they're not coming here and voting. I didn't vote. Wow! No, just kidding. Because... I feel like it doesn't... You should be voting in Chicago, right? I shouldn't be voting anything if I don't care about it. In which case, I don't. Okay. Because I have too much of a mental struggle already with mm-hmm. what I'm putting myself through on a daily basis that wow. the news would just add too much, too much to it. So, to it. so my vote would be completely uneducated and thus worth no one's shit. Okay. So if I were to invest the time and say, you know, like, at least I know who is running and yada yada, then I would be able to say, like, you know what, I'm like, you know, candidate number 17. The fuck up. Damn. So, sorry. I mean, Selfish. No, no. But I'd be sorry for it. I mean, everybody's like, oh, I voted. I'm like, fucking, all right. I don't care. Yeah. I think that's, to tie it back to social media, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. You see all these people fucking picture Yeah, of and they're just like, if you don't vote, you're a dick. I'm like, fucking For, fuck. Dude. If you're that single-minded to call me a dick. So whenever I go, I never wear my sticker. Or I'm like reluctant to wear it because of another social media thing. Or another thing with me where I'm like, I can't fucking do everything everyone else is doing, but secretly I'm going to do it. Yeah. I just don't want to take this vote take a picture with this damn sticker that doesn't mean anything like I voted but no one's telling me 
what actually happened with it or yeah. what's happening with it with it if not what I mean. the only time I've ever seen those like stickers put to good use is if like, girls just wore it on like it's like little nipple tassels like, oh, dude I, I appreciate that <laughs> I think you should as a voter you should I'm talking about me as a voter you should educate yourself on it because at some point that kind of stuff does affect who you are like like, for example, with Trump, I think people don't understand how many voters he actually has because he has these people and they have a bunch of people under them. They have a lot of influence and all of this shit, like their votes actually count because like he doesn't need the popular vote because all the people that are rich, their vote counts for like 10 people's vote, the whole electoral, electoral college thing, whatever. But people don't understand that he has this narrative that is like, and it's not just him, a lot of people have this, a lot of politicians have this narrative where we're working for you, we're working for a middle class or whatever, the poor people, and we're going to give you tax cuts, we're going to give you this, but really they're working for the rich, and they're working for, to not have to pay taxes, because the more money you have, the more taxes you're paying. Yeah. So their whole goal is to make that smaller. So there's companies that don't pay taxes. They make so much money, they can't even account for it. So it's like, it's just, it's just weird. And like, I feel like enough people aren't, are too like, aren't educated on it or aren't, you know, are getting a negative effect from it because of the way media handles it and the, the different ways it's funneled to people, the super watered down ways or like super biased ways that elections or issues are funneled to people that it makes people not want to do it. So I, cause I had that same feeling. I was like, I don't want to vote. I don't want to do none of this. It's like, it doesn't really count with just one person doing this shit. But if you think about local stuff, that's where that's where because these votes are being won by thousands or won by hundreds by twenties. They're being won by the smallest thing, and then and then in that point they have to recount it anyways. But I was never, and this is coming for someone who was never involved. I was I hated I hate the government anyways. But if I can affect. If I can help other people with my vote, I'm gonna try it mm-hmm. somehow. But I mean, I'm all for it. I, I, like I, I care more so of like yeah. presidential locals. But that's that's my point. It's that the presidential shit doesn't matter. They don't need to have that because when we do vote for someone by the majority, they're like, oh, we actually have this electoral college where they don't agree with the popular vote so we're gonna go this other way so it's like what's the point as that i can understand why people are like my vote doesn't matter you're right it doesn't matter in the in the presidential election when everybody votes for some fucking reason it matters when it's the local it matters when there's a tax levy it matters when there's uh, an attorney general that has a history of putting people in jail for small offenses or not giving people the right trial or whatever, or there's a police chief who 
always is always getting fired from somewhere or like has a bunch of complaints because of police brutality or blah 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 blah. That's when that stuff matters. But we're so conditioned or like only exposed to you know, shitty forms of information. Yeah. You know, like Fox News and fucking people ranting on social media doesn't help anyone. No. It just drives people further apart. Yeah, and that's all I see, and that's why I just consciously avoid it. Yeah, dude. Which may or may not be the right way to go, but it's I, it's something I don't want on my plate. Yeah, I, yeah, no, and you're in that country. Yeah, state. you're completely entitled to that, you know. Yeah. But there's people that just, and then there's people that know of a certain thing and they just don't care. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, what were we talking about before? I went from living alone to being like, I'm, I fucking hate living alone, so I need to live with people. So you moved in with two girls. And now I'm like... Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, I fucking hate living with people. So now I'm going back to living alone. I know that feeling. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I want to do that. But more educated in that, I know I need people around me, so I just need to be more proactive in reaching out to people. Right. And actually bringing people together in the same I space. heard this thing today that I thought was really interesting. This guy's a mentalist, like a magician, but he works through mindfuckery rather than yeah. like mind freak, you know? Yeah. But he's actually like smart. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that people are, once you realize that people are like characters in your life or if you see it this way, then you can start to choose who you want in your life and it makes it easier to interact with people because you're like, even if you don't see this person all the time, or you see this, like someone at work that you see all the time, or you see this person, that you see the doorman every every time, or whatever, they're just yeah. like kind of placeholders in your life. Mm-hmm. Not to like take away from people being in each other's lives, but once you kind of see it that way, it's easier to be like open and like interact with them and kind of love people, love mm-hmm. strangers more because you're just like, oh, this person. Person, they're here. This is what they do. This is you don't have to figure anything out, you know, because you're just you don't care. You're not like yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was a cool way of seeing things. Yeah, it's. I mean, like one of my favorite people that like back when I was at Arena Crossing, like the one of the uh, uh, maintenance guys, and like his name was Butch. Like I just seen like every morning as I was like getting over to like work. He was always like incredibly respectful, like very, you know, welcoming and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, that's just awesome. Like, he's a pleasure to, you know, talk. I mean, albeit just like small talk, but just, you know, little when things I, like that. There was one time, I think when I was, that I was the happiest when I was working for a little while, when I used to work at Wendy's in high school, which is just flip burgers. We just make burgers or like just eat a cat. It was mundane as fuck. Dude, I'm starving. It still sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm there, like, doing stuff. Like, I would listen to orders. It was really chaotic, because there was just mad people working around you, and there was shit coming through, and, like, you had a earpiece on, but then you were listening to these people, and you were just kind of an autopilot. Yeah. But I, there was, like, a little bit of, a little bit of bliss to that. It was very, like, moving around, but it's still mundane enough so that I'm not thinking too hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting an exercise from it, and every once in a while I hate somebody. Yeah. So like it was, it was dope. So I would like 
simple job for like a kind of a think tank and have its benefits where they're just like this isn't so precious I can fuck with this but that doesn't work well to directly piggyback off that though and to string it back to when my mom was mayor mm-hmm. mind you this is like my freshman year of high school normally you'd think like alright you know, if your mom's the mayor, then the kid is going to have, like, this, like, cushy little, like, desk job just uh-huh. doing some clerical nonsense that's, like, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so, were you running around, passing so stuff out? My mom said, you know, public works always does this, like, you know, summer program, which case, you know, you would just work with them, and whatever kind of duties they give you is, that's what you got. So, I ended up having a pickup truck that I would drive around every morning and I listened to like the oldies radio station it was like 60s, 70s, 80s uh, with just like two burnout you know hosts which I love and uh, so what I have to do is drive around from like you know parking garages to the train station and go around town cleaning up all the trash and occasionally I'd get a call on the radio like hey we got like a dead squirrel over on (laughs) You know, fourth and fucking summit, you gotta go pick that up too. So, you know, I was picking up roadkill for fucking summer. Yeah. Wow. And as much as a suburb of Chicago would range, as much as people, you know, hear that, they're like, oh, dude, that sucks. Like, yeah, it does. It's it's a dead animal that's, you know, a rabbit that's been pancaked on a steaming hot asphalt for three weeks. It's got maggots and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, here comes Kyle. Comes with, yeah, comes with Asperger for the win here. But I liked it because I had my own pickup truck. I would go out, I would do my thing, I had my duties. You were in control, sort of. Yeah, and, you know, if you have a halfway decent work ethic and you don't fuck everything up, then, you know, you do it. They're like, yeah, oh, good job. Keep up the clean... Roads. When did you when did you decide that you wanted to do photography? Like when did you get into photography or design or well, my degree is in design from Miami, Ohio. Um, and so part of that, I guess like the side effect they said, like, you know what, like if you create like a, a book cover or a, I don't know, like a logo to put on a coffee mug or something like that, if you actually produce it, get good at taking pictures and documenting it for your portfolio and so they brought this like professional photographer in from Cincy to do just like a base lighting setup for us and so he lit just a bottle of like Clorox detergent like seemingly normal but he turned it into this like advertisement in front of our eyes in which case at the time it blew me away like dude you just transformed this from like the mundane to spectacular yeah and it was kind of that that was like so you didn't do this pick one you picked them up at the same time basically it wasn't like it was one and then the other oh, okay sort of um, but I mean it took me years of just putting my crap up there yeah and people were just like huh yeah, yeah nice job <laughs> so you know once you get to that point of if you're able to continue pushing through the the fluff of, you know, just producing nonsense, then um, so much you actually start getting good mm-hmm. knowing what you're doing. Yeah, and then you sort of hit that stride of 
insistent output. Yeah. And then that's when people are like, oh, oh, oh. Your word kind of sucked before, but now you're pretty good. Isn't that weird? It's like, like, what are you saying, bro? You're a dick, but <laughs> yeah, thank you. Compliment yeah. <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. You're like, I don't like you, but thank you. Yeah. For me, it was a little different. Like my school's art program wasn't. It wasn't that great. I think the coolest thing we had was like, we had a jewelry class at some point, and he taught us how to make a ring. It was kind of funny because. It was like a small school, and he was doing it in like a regular ass classroom. Like we were fucking with fumes and gas and shit, and it's, there's a hallway right next where a bunch of kids are walking. Yeah, you know. But anyways, great, we have cancer right now. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah but anyways, <laughs> it was cool. I learned how to. I learned that I was interested in jewelry, but yeah. Anyways, um, it wasn't the best, and I didn't know about Photoshop or InDesign or Illustrator. I didn't even know about it. I'd never heard the word Adobe until. I started going to school. Like and I was like, what? Dude, exactly. I'm like, it sounds just like the seasoning. Like fucking yeah. Mom uses it. But, so anyways, um, so then I learned about it. When I applied to CCD and I got in, they were like, okay, you have to learn this over the summer. You have to take these foundation classes and learn how to do this because classes that you're going to be taking are part of this. Like, you have to learn how to use this. Yeah. Whether you want to be a designer or not, you have to take this first and learn how to use this because you're going to need it to market yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, that was, this was back when it was CS5. I didn't even know you that. I had to learn how to use CS5 for the Creative Cloud. Back in the day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And download it from, like, the CD. Yep. You know? Download it from the CD. I still have another upload on it. I wonder if it works. I but... Mean- if you can find a laptop that has a CD thing. <laughs> this one has a laptop. This laptop. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Damn. At home, I use my desktop for this, but yeah. Um, I'm using fucking GarageBand right now for this. Oh, I got you. My laptop. Yeah. But this one has a CD thing. This thing's from 2012 or 2011. Shit. Dude, mine, like, I had to buy a new one. Mine was dead. It's still running. I'm going to get a uh, Surface Pro yeah. by Friday. start using to move around mm-hmm. but yeah dude I had to learn all of that in that summer and like figure out design and how you move type around and da 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 and I'm used to just painting stuff and doing graffiti yeah. so I was just struggling for a long time to just learn what all this shit was learn how to use this computer it wasn't until like I think my junior year I would hit like some things right on the dot every once in a while but it was mostly just making mistakes like you were saying and just mm-hmm. figuring out what I'm doing wrong yeah. and then by the end of the year I would have something that was good it wasn't like every step of the way I had something good even though there was people that was just so good I was like why are you even in school just go work for people like, <laughs> like you troubleshoot yourself you. until you can finally troubleshoot for others how's uh, how's Steezy dude it's good I think I want to change the name though I want to make it more like Second nature. Okay. Because I think I guess I want to make it a little more elegant. With that, with like elegant street style. Okay. But um, I want to name it Second Nature because it, I feel like it kind of illustrates 
what it is to in the sense of you're repurposing something mm-hmm. and in this case it's wood yeah which is nature mm-hmm. if you think about it yeah but it also I have this cool logo for it and I mean that the studio is cool too so. I don't know to answer your question I haven't been working on it that much I, I want to get back to it so bad and this is part of my getting the space and figuring it out what I want to do with it because I, I can totally make all that stuff I just need the time I mean I yeah. can have all the tools I need and I have everything I just haven't been making time for it mm-hmm. and technically I could be using this podcasting time to do it but my brain doesn't want to do that it wants to do this it wants to do something that I don't know <laughs> how it works yeah you know yeah. yeah that's another thing I struggle with a lot because I could just sit down and get really good at one thing and make my whole life about that one thing but I see something shiny and I'm like ooh how does this work pretty yeah you know I'm like a moth yeah. flying to some light and I can't mm-hmm. I'm a vulture culture Culture vulture. <laughs> I just want to learn how to do everything. Yeah. And then I get bored of it. So hopefully this I won't get bored of it. Blessing and a curse to be great at everything. But I'm not even great at everything. I'm like pretty good at most things. Well, master of... Or, Jack know, of all trades. You know, the second that you try to be, you know, as do all these different things, you're a master of none of them. Mm-hmm. So Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, but that's that's I'm trying to focus on two, three things. So we'll see what happens. I I got time. Just <laughs> gotta try not to die. My art, my podcast, and hopefully changing the world. But we'll keep you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll keep you posted <laughs> on the third. <laughs> that's a good one. You want to help me name this episode? try to sum up what everything is about like Mandy's was we talked about transitional periods a lot and moving from one space to the other and like we kind of hit similar sort of notes yeah I guess that's true yeah this conversation is pretty much the same with a lot of people except for like the things that change is what people do the names yeah oh we're the wild they signs where the wild things I'm gonna name it where the Kyle things are hey I'm actually gonna remind where the Kyle things are like to me like the second you go and work for yourself you're throwing yourself into the wild oh that's pretty good what's gonna be what is the like total duration of each so far the first two have been two hours two yeah so like I trimmed down Mind like twenty five minutes. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I it's gonna be a chronicle of us. Like, I want us to be able to listen to it a bunch of times and find something new. I want everyone else to do the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, I don't expect people to listen to it for the whole two hours. They can if they want to, or they can skip through a bunch of it. They can come back to it and listen to one episode. I'm basically tailoring it to how I listen to podcasts, which is, this thing is three hours, great. I can listen to it over the next three days, Mm -hmm. and then I'll move 
sponsor because I hate one thing I hate, 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 hate is waiting for the next fucking episode. Yeah. So if one episode is two hours long, then I have like three days and then I only have to wait two more days before I'm not listening to it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I think about it. Right. So if it's long, so you drop like one a week is kind of your. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying, but if I don't drop one a week, you still have this other one list to listen to the next hour yeah. of. So that's kind of how I'm thinking of it. Because of I'm just thinking of the problems that I run into. You know, I mm-hmm. constantly looking at my podcast. How many people have you interviewed thus far? Talked with I think six, maybe Rita. Or you're just hoping that you can lock in somebody. That you I can. haven't decided yet. You know, I've messaged a few people, like with the idea, and some people are like, "Yeah, man, if you can get out here, I can't travel right now. So if you can get out here, we'll do it." Or if you want to have a Skype or something. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but I want to make it so I can go there. Right. There's people here that I follow that I've never talked to, so I'm doing what I can right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing to. I mean, start local. You can have them. You or things like that. Yeah, I want like I want you to be able to be like if you meet somebody you can be like, Hey, listen to this episode and you'll learn about me or you'll learn about my friend. Yeah. Or, you know, you can tell someone that you know they want to learn about you, like, hey, listen to this, you'll get a pretty good idea of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um or how I interact with someone. Yeah. Fucking like jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> used to piss me off so much. <laughs> and what pissed me off was because I was laughing. I'm like, ugh. Oh, uh, hate me. <laughs> Why can't I stop laughing? And, uh, like, one of the favorite ones that I came up with, like, in the office, is like, you know, this, this guy's, like, you know, coming up on his, like, you know, wife and his, like, anniversary. Like, trophy wife. So she, like, he wants to treat her. And she's like, it's a treat. I'm trying to find a boat here. Sailed to like the south of Spain or something like that, and so he's talking with the, the salesman and he's like, "Yeah, that's uh, you know that one with the beautiful wood furnish, love it." You know, she's thinking, "Let's do it." And the clerk is like, "Yeah, goes, you got yourself a sale." Uh, I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. It's <laughs> a good sale. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. You make me hate myself. Oh, it's okay. I hate myself too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but dude, that was an experience. Fucking working in the dungeon, fucking oh, yeah. figuring it out. When you know what I've learned, what I learned a lot from an experience like that is, and for freelance in general, is that I can teach. Like I can teach people a process. And then show it to them. And then, like, you know, because I didn't, 
freelancing was really hard for me or like working in a contract was really hard for me because I didn't know how to explain to people the possibilities of what we were using, of the tools we were using, you know, like, yeah. or, or the resources that we had, you know, like, it's like, okay, that's beautiful, but it's just one person right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just us. It's yeah. just two people. So <laughs> where are the two? Also, we don't have these tools. So <laughs> let's get these yeah. tools. <laughs> this is how we use them. And then we can do this. We do this. What do you want? Right, 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 right. So it was doing that all the time taught me like, okay, I, I can actually do this. Like if I feel like if I wanted to teach a class on using fucking typefaces, successful typefaces, or like getting the right camera or getting the right, I don't even know, the right look for something. Mm -hmm. Teaching a process, I feel like I can do it because I've taught it to people who have no clue what it's about and how it works. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, an experience like that, that's probably one of the best things out of, like I feel like everyone needs to freelance or needs it's like how I feel like everyone needs to work at a restaurant so they can learn how to tip and learn how to be a good customer, a good, like, person. Yeah, that's one of the things that pisses me off so much. It pisses me off because my girlfriend does it sometimes. She doesn't realize that she's a snob, so she'll be, like, very off-putting. Like, if I was serving her, I'd be pissed. She'd be like, hmm, like... So I go out Please of my don't way get to be the nice your food. <laughs> I go out of my way to be the nicest person ever because I used to serve. And it sucks. Restaurant industry sucks. Mm-hmm. It is not fun. It's like people are hungry and they're mad because they have to spend money. They're hangry. Dude, they're just shithead people. It's not a good one. Then customer service, sales, any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man, but it was cool learning the words together. Um, so this was fun, dude. Talking to you again. I feel like fuck you. It's been a while. And fuck you, dude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Here, I'll show you this picture that I drew thinking about you. You ready? Is it from my finger? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well look at this one. Look at this one. But yeah, it was cool, man. Talking to you, I feel like I, like we've talked about, we've probably talked about this shit before, but still, like we haven't. It's just good to re talk in a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Like, it's unfortunately just how I am with most people these days. Yeah, but I mean, how much of that has to do with social media, do you think? For me, I think it's a lot. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, because like people are like, like just met up with a girl that I haven't seen in a year, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, like, I use social media all the time. Ooh, that's, like, 5% of what I do. Yeah. Why haven't you hit me up? You should call yeah. me, and we'll talk. <laughs> but don't you, but then you sound weird saying that, right? Or, I mean, it, it, like, it takes a certain kind of relationship to, you know, why, like, I need to, anybody should be better at reaching out to people, especially, but at least talk over the phone, like, mm-hmm. The guy from 30 Rock, the black dude, he's comedian. Tracy uh, Morgan. Tracy Morgan, yeah. 
Um, dude. He is part of like one of his bits. He's talking like if he works with anybody, like doesn't matter who it is, like your communication's lost via text or email. Like mm-hmm. if he wants to work with somebody and like you know have them in their circle, he gets them on the phone or he just goes and visits them that extra level the body language too you can tell someone's just fucking gas blowing smoke up your ass yeah I mean it's just based on personal stuff that is lost the second it's typed out yeah or you take a picture of that moment and put it up with hashtags and stuff and it's like depending on what it is it's different if it's like a like a branding thing but if it's like just you and your baby and you're taking a picture or it's like I don't know. This is just me, like, harping again, but I think there's, you start to lose that, why you started that moment. It's kind of like what you were saying with, when you take pictures now, like, you won't do a shoot if you're feeling bad that day. If I'm taking a picture of something because I'm, I feel a way about it, and once I release it to the internet, I feel like it loses its meaning for me. And yeah. I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to get into a space where when I do release it, it gets more, it gains more meaning because I've done that with other things in my life, mm-hmm. like with artwork or with augmented reality stuff or skateboarding or whatever. Like I release it and then it becomes more than what it is. But if it's something personal to me, like really personal, then I can't do it. So yeah. I don't know why. Well, I mean, like it. I don't have, like, a specific gallery in mind, but one thing that I really love is, like, while I was out in New York, I went to, like, the Comedy Cellar, and they say, like, we have a strict no-phone policy that if we see you or anybody in your party on the phone in any manner, everybody's out. And I love that. And that's something I want to hold through, like, you know, if I get into, like, the gallery scene again, or, like, you know, like, do, like, a hardcore, like... That'd be fun. And just be like, fucking no phones. Because I want to be able to connect with you, and I don't want... But how are people going to know about your event, Kyle? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'll mail you. Okay. <laughs> and then are you going to drop off a flyer on my doorstep? Probably, yeah. Dude, I would go to I mean, show. it's going to, like, it's straight back to the Stone Age, but I cannot tell you how much people on their phones bothers me. Especially, like, if I'm... Like, if I put all this work into creating this event and experience... And you're just going to be a shithead and scroll through Instagram and be like, oh my god, I think I'm eating this tostada right now. Like, fuck you, fuck yeah. your tostada. No one gives a shit about what you're doing right now. This like happens. Really special. This is a huge thing not. in the skateboarding community where... Also influencers. People, yeah, people feel like it, things are dead oh, because no. of that. Because there's like... It is. Everything is dead. And yeah. Like 500 followers. And nothing's precious and everything is just like... There's a million of it. So, like, for skateboarders, for example, they kill themselves. They're jumping down things, breaking bones, cuts and bruises all the time. You have stuff on your shin guards, or on your shins, bumps and stuff. They'll post a video that they've been working on or a trick. They've been jumping down 20 steps, and they finally land it, but it lives on someone's feet for two seconds. And it just goes right past it. You know? mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird because I feel like People should sit down and watch it and like be amazed. My body turns be... into a split second. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Like, there's everything is too muddy right now. Like, there's you can't come out with another 
social media app, you can come out with an, another form of what there's already a million of. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to learn to love it. But as of right now, I'm a paranoid social media fuck. And I can't try and break it. But this is part of it. So thanks for talking to me. And, you know, I'm glad we... I'd much rather talk with a paranoid... I think you said paranoid social media <laughs> fuck. Uh-huh. As opposed to, you know, if you just, like, hit up my DMs and, like, yo, yo, yeah. could yeah, right? It's like people, it's like people saying happy birthday. Like, dude, call me. It's yeah. my birthday. It doesn't happen as much. But, but yeah, man, this is how I'm trying to learn to talk to people and reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be really cool to listen to years down the road. And I think for some people, it's going to be cool to listen to now. Like, I feel like we covered a lot of things that people our age are talking about, but the media is showing something else or we're showing something else because we're presenting ourselves in our best way on these social media platforms or Instagram and we're not talking to each other about what is actually on our minds. So, 